Hello and welcome back to the Let's Talk Church podcast, a podcast run by All Saints Church Belfast, Uni Church Belfast and St Nicholas's Church Belfast. I am Jordan and I am your host for this mini-series on women's ministry and today I am joined by two other ministry apprentices, Bex and Kate. Say hello. Hi. How are you both today? I mean, I'm pretty cold. I'm good, but I'm cold. It is freezing in here. It's really cold in here. But it's jumper and scarf weather. I know, to be fair, I literally... Um, live in this electric blue scarf <laughs> and it's back <laughs> it's back I love that scarf it's so good um so it's good to have you both on the let's talk church podcast today Kate you're a pro at this now but Bex this is your first time very first time doing a podcast are you excited for your first time on let's talk church I mean I am but I feel a wee bit uncomfortable like <laughs> I know, it's just strange it's like there's a mic in front of me and you're just talking to two people you talk to all day, every day. Every, yeah, it's yeah. strange. <laughs> you're forced to have a conversation. Yeah. Like, you have to like, speak to us. We've been put in a room together, we have to speak to each it's other. It's like we're logged in. <laughs> we're not logged in. Um, <laughs> um, so just in case um, there are people who don't know you both, could you tell us a little bit about yourselves? Kate loves this part. <laughs> this is so unexciting for everyone who listens to this on a weekly basis or has listened to my other two ones because <laughs> I'm not going to be the most She's boring back. person on the podcast. No. Um, well, if you haven't, if you don't know who I am from the other ones, I am Kate and I'm a ministry, ministry, whoa, said that mm. funny, ministry apprentice at All Saints and Uni Church. Um, and I don't know what else is fun about me, to be honest. What Just else is fun? Everything. Everything I'm Should very... I introduce Kate? <laughs> yeah, I do live with her. Yeah, yeah. do that instead. Good. So, this is Kate. She's 23, ministry apprentice. I've repeated everything else. Kate worked as... I feel like I should do like a special overview voice. Um, So, Kate worked as a classroom assistant before coming into ministry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Kate loves her electric blue scarf. Yeah. She loves coffee, like proper coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, She will point you in the right direction. She loves a wee glass of wine. <laughs> Long walks on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a dating profile. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and um, apart from God, her one true love is Frank, her dog. Oh yeah, I love my dog. Frank is class. Yeah. Mm, Frank is class. Kate, where is the best coffee in Belfast? Oh, that's a hard one actually. I think there's a few places. This is I hate. I hate that this has been called out in me because I sound like a snob. <laughs> <laughs> but you love it. A coffee snob. It. Um, I actually think. I used to work in Odonuts in town, which is so underrated. Nobody really knows that it's class, oh, but the coffee is um, but the coffee is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, you can say yeah. it. Um, the coffee's unbelievable there, but I think Napoleon's would be the best. Their mm. coffee is class. It's so good. It's so good. Bex, what would you say is your favourite coffee in Belfast? Do you only got into coffee recently? Yeah, so I only started drinking coffee in March. Because of me. <laughs> because of Kate. Like, I was so sick of going out for walks during lockdown and only having a cup of tea or hot chocolate. So then Kate slowly made me, like, iced coffees. So, I mean, I'm up to a latte, but with no syrup. That's impressive. good. Very impressive. Um, Don't drink filter. Don't drink, can- no, not cappuccino or flat white yet. But, I mean, I'm pretty basic. Like, give me anything. Starbucks tastes amazing. Like, anything. I'm so sorry. I love canteen, Kate though. Kate is cringing here. It's okay. like, Starbucks no, is amazing. No. It's a big improvement. It is. But yeah, canteen really coffee, is. I love canteen coffee on the warmer road. Mm-hmm. Um, probably need to hear about who Bex is. Yeah, that is a very good idea. Yeah. Bex, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? I feel like Kate should introduce me. Yeah, Kate, can you introduce Bex? Bex for us? 
Bex <laughs> is called Bex, not Becky. No Becky's here. Mm-hmm. Or Rebecca's actually just Be- Bex. She is called Rebecca, but she's Bex. That was very long-winded. Um, she is twenty. Oh my word! You're the same age. Yeah. I didn't realize that until uh, a minute ago. Bex is twenty-three. Um, she lives in the same house as me, <laughs> and we love our house. <laughs> Uh, she studied social work and she did social work after uni for about a year. She worked as a social worker and now she's a ministry apprentice at All Saints. Um, yeah, That's I don't it. know. You like reading and stuff? <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> and <Yeah>. stuff. <laughs> so this is our final episode of our mini series on women's ministry. And you're both involved in a lot of different aspects of women's ministry in church. So last week we were chatting a bit about events, growth groups and serving together. And this week we are going to chat through one-to-one ministry, hospitality, conversations and evangelism. So to kick us off, Kate, could you explain to us what a, what one-to-one ministry is? Yeah, I feel like everyone calls it one-to-ones now, which is kind of, it can be quite confusing because you're like, what does that mean, one-on-one? Like, are they having a fight or something? Sounds a bit intense. Sounds really intense. But it's actually not intense. (laughs) Um, It's basically like whenever we're talking about one-to-ones, it's talking about studying the Bible with one other person. Um, So it's just meeting around God's word and studying it together. You might be going through a book or a passage or something like that. Um, But I know like my one-to-one that I do, I do on a weekly basis. So I meet weekly and study just... Um, and figure out what God's word is saying and talk through questions. And what has been the impact you've seen from one-to-one ministry? Ooh, I've seen like a lot of growth. So like through one-to-ones I've done, I've seen almost like people be able to, I think the aim kind of a one-to-one is to, it depends what kind of relationship you are with the other person that you're doing a one-to-one with. But a lot of the time the aim is so that you can, one person can learn how to read the Bible or learn how to read it better or like more in a, in a better way or you can both learn how to read the Bible better together or just individually. Um, so I've actually seen a lot of growth in people that I've had one-to-ones with um, and how they read the Bible, which has been really cool. So like when we come to God's word, I think we all agree that we, should, we shouldn't put our worldview straight into the Bible. We should let God's word speak for itself because um, it's God's word and um, so like reading the bible and allowing it to speak to us and then applying it to our lives and I've seen like almost the impact of people that's had in how they read the bible and for me like it's a lot more we read the text and we read the bible for what it says and then we apply it we don't read our own worldviews into the bible we allow God to speak to us through it mm. do you know what I mean yeah so like sense? we don't read it and jump immediately um, and say what does this mean to me we see what it means first yeah. and then mm-hmm. the implications of that that's great thanks Kate um, and Bex off the back of that could you tell us your experience of one-to-one ministry and the impact you've seen from it yeah so I'm relatively new to one-to-one ministries um, and I'm just still starting up and um, reading the bible with different girls in the church um, but for me one of my one-to-ones um, like one-to-one doesn't always have to be you know just pouring into one person it, it works two ways um and I know for one that I'm doing at the minute um I found it really encouraging because she and both of us were teaching each other how to read the bible better and we're teaching each other how to focus on the passage and not get you know run away with okay what does this mean for me what does this mean for my own life um another thing that's been really good in my one-to-one is we are learning the bible together um so we're learning Romans 8 we'll try and learn Romans 8 um so we have a memory verse every week um and we come back and we recite it to each other and that's been really good for accountability um because that's one thing I've really wanted to grow in the last couple of years is be able to know scripture better 
Um, so that's been really good for accountability purposes and just knowing that me and her were learning the same thing throughout the week. Um, so I have like a post-it that sits in my car um, and if I'm driving or stuck in traffic, like I'll be trying to recite that or if I'm doing my makeup um, or like anything, cooking something. It's just trying to get that into my mind um, and knowing that she's doing the same thing. It's been really encouraging. Um, also getting to pray with someone um, after we read the Bible is just so incredible. Um, like we can be so open and honest with each other and she knows exactly where I'm at, what's going on in my life and what I struggle with. Um, so just living very openly and honestly with people is incredible. That's great. Um, thanks, Bex. Um, why do you both think one-to-one ministry is a very valuable aspect of women's ministry um, from what you've said? I think like one-to-one ministry really highlights the relational aspect of women's ministry. Um, and as women, I think we're quite good at doing relational stuff. Um, and one-to-one ministry, um, it means that relationships aren't lost. It means that you're investing in that one person and you're giving your time and attention to that one person. Um, and people feel valued and you feel valued as well. Um, so, like, I, lo- I love growth groups so much, but it just takes that, I don't know, a deeper step into, like, more of an intimate friendship. Um, and you can talk about different things you can in one-to-ones than you can talk about in a growth group. 100%, yeah. Kate, you Did you say the importance of one-to-ones in women's ministry? Yeah. yeah. Like, why do you think it's valuable? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, actually, sometimes a lot of churches miss out on this, but whenever we have older women and younger women doing one-to-ones together, so, like, if there's somebody who's, like, I don't know, like, it, can, it goes both ways. So, like, if there's somebody really young and somebody slightly older or if there's someone, like, my age and then there's like twenty year gap or something, and um, doing a one to one with someone. So having older people and older women being able to pour in to younger women in the church because that's that's what church is. It's being a body and recognizing that we all need each other and each of us are valuable, and important, and and for women to be able to pour into each other, it's so impactful and so important. Um, it's really important as well for being able to almost like on a discipleship level that's exactly what it is it's being able to um disciple people and older women be able to cycle disciple younger women who will in turn then disciple other people so it's like a it's a complete like it's like a pattern it goes down and down and down and down and keeps going um so I think it's so important yeah yeah and also fans out as well so what I'm sure you'll agree we'd all love to see is anyone we do one-to-ones with would then go on and do one-to-ones with others so then you have a fan like it fans out to the whole congregation and to the whole church family and then like hopefully and we pray that um eventually everyone will be reading the bible with someone one-to-one in church which is so exciting I think um so what would you both say to anyone considering reading the bible with someone else I think it's not gonna be as awkward as you think it is um because I know I was a bit nervous to start reading the Bible with people. And then when you're actually sitting doing it, you're like, this is literally, like, this is fine. This is actually really good. Um, and not, like, it takes time together to grow and how to, like, learn it. Um, learn how to do the Bible or do the Bible, read the Bible together. Um, but it's not scary. It's literally opening a book and reading a passage mm. and then taking it verse by verse. Um, no, I was kind of like you, Bex. I was kind of, I was terrified. I hadn't really had much experience with one-to-ones like pr- like prior to coming to All Saints um, and I just felt kind of ill-equipped and then I realised 
that's so not right because if we have the bible we can sit down and read through it with someone else and also it's good to start small as well like you don't have to read the bible cover to cover with someone you can pick a short book and it can last four weeks and you can move on from that um so yeah I think as well another thing is if you are considering it as well like feel free to come and chat to any of us apprentices as well about it um and we can give you some tips yeah definitely so Beck, you were um chatting about the relational aspect of one-to-one ministry and another relational aspect of it is um hospitality Bex could you tell us a bit more about that um and why it's important yeah like we at church are big believers that you know church doesn't just happen um on a Sunday but it's really important to be hospitable and to see each other throughout the week and to invest in each other um and we've all been blessed with homes to do that um and hospitality just isn't about inviting people into your home it's about being available to people and spending time with each other um I I love hospitality um like I love cooking I love baking I love hosting I love having people around um, and for me, hospitality has been a really good way of getting to know people I wouldn't necessarily get to know on a Sunday. Um, and like chatting after church on a Sunday is great for touching base with people. Um, but often those conversations can be quite short or there's a lot of people around. Um, but having people over for dinner or even having people over for a cup of tea and a biscuit, um, just opening your home um, is a class way of getting to know people on a much deeper level. Um, and I think there's like a vulnerability with hospitality because you're opening, you know, your private life up to different people. Um, and again, that will build a relationship. Um, also, hospitality doesn't just have to happen at home. Like it can be going for coffee with someone. It can be going for dinner. Um, it can be going for a walk. Um, hospitality can extend kind of anywhere. Um, and I know as a student, I felt the real pressure of, oh, I don't have a good enough house or I don't have enough plates or I don't have enough money to cook. Um, but it's about being creative um, and using what God has given you now um, to be hospitable towards those around you. Could you both maybe share um, a bit more about what practical hospitality looks like? I think like Bex kind of almost explained it in there, but it's kind of is just being open to people, I think, and being like if somebody's like, oh, I really need this, being like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm here for you. Um, and it's more of like an attitude almost than like a pra- well it is a practical thing but like I think it starts with your attitude of being open with other people and actually wanting to care for other people and love other people really well Um, there is like practical well there's teams there is practical things like opening your home um, having people around for dinner having them around for a cup of tea um, that sort of thing is so good and so important Um, and things like as well we've got a hospitality team obviously in church Um, so that's hospitality it's literally called a hospitality team so we serve tea and coffee for people at church and serve them biscuits um to show them that they feel loved and welcomed when they come to church so even getting involved in a hospitality team um is a really practical way of doing it too um which is encouraging i think like hospitality it kind of sounds like a big word and as Kate said, it's an attitude. Um, and I know something that really helped me was a book. Um, me and Kate both read during lockdown. Um, and it was Rosara Butterfield's The Gospel Comes with a House Key. Um, and it's a book on hospitality. But most of that book is centred around um, just the attitude and why we should be hospitable. Um, and it talks about um, how Jesus was hospitable and how he just was so open to each other or to other people. Um, now, Jesus didn't have necessarily a home to invite people in. Um, but he still managed to be open and loving towards people. Um, 
so that book talks about meeting people where they're at and meeting their needs um, and being open enough with your own life to let people in. Um, so it talks about how us as Christians, we're not just supposed to live on our own wee islands, um, but actually we're supposed to live in fellowship with one another. Um, and that can be really hard. Um, it's a lot easier to be private and keep yourself to yourself. But um, I found that book really challenging, um, even about how we are hospitable, even in our neighbourhoods or how we interact with the people we see in work or um, just people we run into. It's like, how are we being Christ-like to those people in our lives? It kind of coincides as well. I just had a thought about like the sort of generosity that comes with it. If you're viewing, if you view everything as a gift from God, like every little thing you have, if you view your home as a gift from God, which I think was touched on in that book a lot, mm-hmm. it was very challenging. But if you view your home as a gift from God, if you view everything you have, all your food, all your belongings, um, your time as well, um, if you're viewing that all as a gift from God, it is his um, and we're just recipients of it. So therefore it's God, it's to give back to other people. It's to give back to the church and give back to God's people um, and other people. Uh, so I think it kind of all starts with generosity as well mm-hmm. and just being generous with people um, in whatever way practically you want to be mm-hmm. hospitable. I think it brings people together um, and it makes people know that you care. Um, so I know if I've been invited over to someone's house for dinner, I'm like, here, like they're actually being really intentional about getting to know me. Um, or they actually care enough about me to see me outside of church. Um, I'm not just a Sunday thing to them. Yeah, I think as well if you're if you're showing if you're being like hospitable and you're having somebody round to your house who maybe isn't a Christian or doesn't know who Jesus is at all, um, it's a really impactful way that say if you're starting to have conversations about who Jesus is to them, they're trying you're trying to share the gospel with them. It's a really good way of making them not feel like projects. Mm-hmm. So you're not just meeting with them to say to to try and which is so important, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Um you're not just meeting with them to try and share the gospel with them and to um almost like they say maybe shove it down their throat. That's not what you're doing. You're there because you love them mm-hmm. and being hospitable to them and like having them run your home or having a cup of tea together um, and giving them your time will show them that actually it's not just me gaining somebody for the kingdom it's this is the best thing for you and shows like love and care love and care in that sort of way as well which is important yeah so important and then following on from that um we've talked a lot about how like we're inviting people in and we're sharing coffee with them dinner with them we're sitting around a table with them and then naturally from that conversations flow and our conversations with each other as women is um, a really important factor in us growing together in godliness um, so Kate and Bex how have you both found conversations you've had um, really play into this I know like I think conversations and words are such powerful things um, and I know we can often not really take heed of how impactful they can be um because I know some of the most encouraging conversations I've had with other women have been quite spontaneous and it's maybe just started as something small and actually I don't know has like turned into this massive conversation that's been really encouraging um I think don't underestimate the small conversations um so I know there's been nights I've come away from church and I've had a really good conversation with people and come really encouraged whereas my intention of that was just like oh hi how are you how was your week um, so I think it's like using opportunities well. Um, so after church is really well, um, a really good opportunity. I know like even in the morning is a really good opportunity at church, um, before church um, and growth group as well. Um, I know you've talked about growth groups already. 
Um, but like at that time after growth grip, a lot of conversations can really come up. Um, but just in day to day life, like I know Kate and I, we did lockdown together. Um, and like we had some really class conversations about we were feeling convicted about hospitality or just convicted about attitudes. And me and Kate went through the whole decisions of like whether we should leave our jobs and go into ministry together. Um, and it was because of those conversations together that really impacted me because I was like, here, actually, I I need to trust it, that God will provide money or I need to trust that this is God's will for me. Um, and that actually was really impactful and mm. how I've ended up here today. Mm. Yeah. I know conversations are so, they're so important because you actually, you're thinking through things with people as well. And then you're not, like, as I think you said that earlier, basically we're not meant to be, these lone rangers out like living as Christians but we're meant to live in fellowship with each other we're meant to be like uh, brothers and sisters and you know we're meant to have those older Christians in our lives and younger Christians we're all meant to like be together and serve one another that is what church is like serving one another um and I know like I've had impactful conversations like that as well but like even I think they're so good for me I I think of like one in particular one where I was on the phone with somebody who I used to go to church with she was an older lady in my church um and she I was calling her and I was basically asking her if she would help me get the ministry apprenticeship and I was asking her to be a reference uh, and we literally ended up the most unexpected as you said it can be so unexpected the most unexpected conversation where I literally ended up noting down everything she was saying to me because she was calling her so much in my almost just so much in me where she was like this is what you're going to probably struggle with because I know you or this is what will you'll probably need to do this or make sure this happens because you will you'll struggle unless you have this um and just being able to like listen to someone talk about that yeah and I think like women need other women like we actually just do and there's sometimes say if I've had a bad day and I just don't know I'm someone who probably needs to talk about things in order to process things and like really enjoy reflection but there's sometimes something has happened or and I just need to talk to one of my best friends who's female because through talking through that they can they probably can see what I'm feeling even though I don't know what I'm feeling they can tell me exactly what's going on yeah and they can ultimately like we can point each other to Christ through our conversations um and Another side of conversations we have is those that we might have with non-Christians. That, um, Kate, you've already touched on this. Um, but Bex, you're really involved in evangelism, not um, just in church with the life course coming up, but very much so in your everyday life. Could you tell us a bit more about what evangelising to other women in your life has looked like? See, that's not something I would ever put my name towards, um, being good at evangelism. Um but I suppose like when I was a social worker before I came into the ministry apprenticeship um, and I was the only Christian in my office um, and that kind of scared me at the start but then I kind of became quite used to it. Um, in social work you kind of have a front row seat to suffering um, in Northern Ireland um, and that can either push you one of two ways. It can push you away from God because you, you think why would such a loving God let this happen or it pushes you towards God because you realise that God has actually um rescued all of us from this he's um sent his son and he's um saved us from our sins um and I I went towards that way um my work made me love God more because I knew he hadn't left us in this mess um and I knew um when I was kind of had that mindset in my office people would ask me about it and think you know how how can you do this and see this but love your God um is it not his fault um 
And that was a real challenge and I would be quite awkward about sharing my faith but it was through the really really hard times that I got an opportunity to share where my hope was in um, and whether that was even just getting to explain that like I'm you know I pray before I go into this home or I'm going to pray before I go into court or I'm going to you know pray as these children are in my car um, just to steady me Um, I think that I don't know, just cause people to think um, about how I was different. Um, there's been so many opportunities that I've missed um, to share the gospel and um, it's still something I'm not very confident about, hence why I'm doing this ministry apprenticeship to try and better um, equip myself. Um, but it's been conversations with women where you've just been completely honest and completely yourself and completely undone, um, I feel is kind of almost the best way to evangelise because they see you as this this weak person as well you don't have it all together but you have Christ and that's who you're clinging to um and I think that speaks volumes 100% thanks Bex um Kate do you have anything like any experiences of evangelism you'd like to share so I think if obviously the gospel is in God's word so God's word is the good news that Jesus um came for us and he died for us and we are now saved because of him um, and we get to be in relationship with God. So if we are like ridding our time as women, ridding our time um, together in the gospel, in God's word, then we'll be almost kind of better equipped to be able to share God's word and evangelize with other people. So spending time and learning and growing together in God's word is just, it's so important because then it means that we have kind of like better skills and a better understanding of God's word so that whenever we go out and we evangelize and we tell people about who Jesus is like when you go into your workplaces or just anywhere you end up evangelizing you can go confidently knowing what the gospel is who Jesus is and and like realistically you're never going to know everything (laughs) you're not going to know everything um but you know that you spend time and you try to learn things and try to grow so that you can share them with other people um I think it's also important as well because whenever you there might be some things that you struggle with um and whenever you address God's word and you there's maybe I don't know things that come out of that that you might end up being like oh I don't really understand that or you're questioning some things and you're just not sure how you would ever answer a question if somebody asked you it um because you don't really understand it it's so helpful to have another person there with you even if they're confused so that you can go away and work it out together and read what God's word says and say okay right I think it's saying this and then figure it out together and discuss it um or if somebody does if the person you're studying with actually knows better what you would say um they can really guide you and help you in that um so I guess it it's leaves so much room whenever you're spending time in God's word for discussion around God's word um so that you're I think it is all to do with it literally better equips you so you can share mm. Um, and evangelize with other people yeah um whenever we're grounded in god's word we will effectively carry out that great commission of making disciples which is what evangelism is all about so yeah, yeah. definitely thanks is there anything you want to add no i think it's covered it all um because she's a pro at this exactly <laughs> podcasting help me hope this is my last time ever <laughs> this is my last debut oh definitely we'll not. create another one bye guys we'll give you another <laughs> another opportunity to shine um thanks so much um to finish off i would love to know kate and bex who has been an influential woman in your life Ooh, that's a big one yeah kind of killed her I want to actually go straight back to that woman that I said I that I was, was on gonna the phone be call. Did you know? Yeah, I was like, Kate, I know Kate's. Yeah, so um, there's a woman from my old church and we actually ended up doing 
this I don't really know overly how to describe it but at one point in my life we did prayer counseling so we would meet together and um if there was something that I was struggling with or just anything we just prayed together essentially and worked through things by praying about them um, and I would be like oh like this doesn't feel right I don't feel like this way and she would say okay right let's pray about this pray through the situation pray through exactly what happened pray about my feelings pray um through everything and then at the end of it just ask God to do some healing um or show me something that reminds me of who he is um so that we spent a lot of time like at least probably a couple of years doing that together um just praying um and I got to pray for her as well which is amazing um but I think she would be the most kind of what was what was your phrasing there like influential influential, the most influential because she kind of taught me how important prayer was um and that God actually does because I've seen in my life so clearly how God answers prayer how he listens to us and hears us and actually he wants the best for us and he loves us um and I can just see that so clearly like in my life um through how he's healed me in certain ways but I think spending time with that woman she literally taught me that and kind of made it my go-to habit like she'd be like you need to pray like as soon as something happens you pray like or as soon as you start thinking about that thought pray like do it um so I think for me and then also just the wisdom that she's still randomly like I haven't even seen her in so long and can just be on the phone to her and she's like spouting wisdom um yeah just so wise <laughs> sounds amazing and like you've told me about her before mm. she sounds um, unbelievable and that's such a good reminder about prayer as well and praying together Um, so often I think in my own life whenever things are happening I can try and find so many other ways to try and fix the problem before I pray mm-hmm. which is like whenever you actually say it out loud it is almost it's ridiculous because why would we try in our own power to sort things out when we can go to God and pray about them so that's a great reminder yeah. Um. Yeah, Bex, what about you? Who's been an influential woman in your life? Um, I would say my Granny G. Um, she sounds amazing. No, like Granny G. Granny G. I told sounds like a gangster. Yeah, she actually <laughs> like gangster Granny. She's so cool. Um, is like, that what the G stands for? <laughs> granny gangster. Granny. <laughs> yo yo no, yo. <laughs> it's Granny Georgina, but like we couldn't say Georgina when we were younger, so she's always been Granny G, and everyone knows her as Granny G um but no like granny is one person she's just been so faithful and so humble like when I think of what a humble servant of Christ should be I think of granny G um it's funny granny G like she hasn't done anything that everyone else would think would be spectacular um she isn't like this massive great evangelist and granny G is most comfortable behind the scenes like serving tea and coffee um, but in my life, she has just been such an example of being humble. Um, and I think when we, I knew growing up, I wanted, I wanted excitement in my Christian life. I wanted always these massive big things happening. Um, but when I looked at Granny G's life, um, she had to move in with us for a while after being in an accident. And getting an insight in her relationship with Jesus was just incredible. Because every morning she'd wake up, she'd read her Bible, she'd say a prayer. Before she went to bed, she would say a prayer. And that really stood out to me because it was just faithful day to day, reading God's word, praying. And it wasn't anything spectacular. She read a couple of verses in the morning, a couple of verses at night and just prayed through everything in the evening. And I kind of in my head at that time was like, oh, I need to be doing this type of Bible study. I need to be doing these types of prayers and doing like really fancy things. But it just really stood out to me that it was so simple. 
Um, and knowing that that is what she does every single day. Um, and I know she is an absolute prayer warrior. Like I know I'm covered in prayer by her. Um, and just her attitude to people. Um, she's so humble. No one would ever know what Granny G's doing. Um, but I'll come visit her and she's like, oh, well, I cooked dinner for this person this week or I cooked dinner for this person or I made soup for this person. Or She's just so faithful, but she doesn't have any pride about how she serves people. And I just love that so much. Um, she's just so, so faithful to those around her, but so faithful to God. Um, and I just think that's an incredible example as a woman just quietly serving. Um, but loving Jesus in such a beautiful way. Brilliant. Um, I would love to know um, if you could sit down and have a coffee with any woman, any famous woman, past or present, who would you like to meet and why? Oh, no. I don't know. Does David Amber count as a woman? <laughs> <laughs> Does David Amber count as a woman? I'm joking. <laughs> to be real I would like he'd be so kind I yeah so I know I was about to say I hate these types of questions because I'm not very good with famous people but I would I'd love to go for coffee with Amy Carmichael um Amy's from Northern Ireland and she was a missionary in India um and if you knew me you knew I love India so much and I have a massive heart for India um so I, I just love to sit down and chat to her about like her experiences as a missionary how did she find coming from Northern Ireland to India like how did she like I suppose end up in that position um just to hear about her story I love that amazing it's kind of a bit of a cop-out but I love having coffee with Jodie Blair <laughs> that's kind of cheating because like it's not a cheat uh, do you know why you I've have sat, sat down have sat down had coffee I with know. her many times do you know what it is a cop-out because I literally I just my brain is very very little and <laughs> <laughs> For everyone listening, it's small and I don't have a lot of capacity there, so have pity on me. Because <laughs> I can't remember any any famous woman. That's okay. Which is horrific because I'm a woman, but it's fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's that's yeah, me. Remember who's important? Um, Judy Blair. Yeah, Judy, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> she wants a coffee with you next week. Um, thanks. Well, that's all we have time for today and that's it from me on this mini-series on women's ministry. I hope it's been helpful in your thinking of what women's ministry is and how it is beneficial for our whole church family and not just women. And Thank you, Kate and Bex, for joining me today and thank you all for listening along. Please do come back next week to hear about our new series on the Let's Talk Church podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.